Mac, you better not be a dick today. You good, buddy? You good to be down below? Sure, I don't have crazy audio levels. Okay. Episode 8. Ah, big yawn. Okay, perfect. Uh, 4.30-ish. We've got plenty of time. Okay. Cool. Coo, 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 coo. All right. Are you texting people? It's always when I start something. Yeah, I know. Who's who's texting you now? Every, everybody. Literally everybody. Yeah, like five It's, like, it's like they know. As soon as I shit down. Could you... Do you need to respond to them this very minute? Hello. Well, I can. Pa- we don't have to record this very minute if you. Don't no, we're good. Okay. Um. Okay. So today we're talking about goals in bodybuilding and in life. It's gonna be our topic today. Cool. Yeah. I love it. Love it. It's great. Um. Last week we did a little bit about us, so we dug deep into some weird questions like who was our favorite disney character and what our day looks like and all that fun stuff (laughs) um okay so our icebreaker today so what is the weirdest thing you've eaten since starting bodybuilding and i apologize in the background if you hear like a little bit of grumbling our washer is currently going and i was gonna say the cicadias are loud as and the cicadias yeah so (laughs) i can see on the on the laptop that there's a a little bit of like background noise so (laughs) it's our low quality setup we don't sit in a separate room it's just our kitchen so i apologize life is happening around us but we're here anyways so did you come up with all these icebreaker questions i did yeah I was just curious, like you just came up came up with all of them like a little time ago when you were sitting. Yeah, when I got all of our when I started getting super excited about starting our podcast, I when I every time I did like a topic, I'd think about an icebreaker that would maybe like apply to the conversation. So this one was a little bit. I mean, we're talking about our goals in bodybuilding, so that's kind of why this this one was like, well, what's something bodybuilding related, but like not totally on topic because i wanted to save some of the other questions for like our actual questions so i would say the ground turkey banana and rice yeah that usually gets people going it usually yeah that usually (laughs) freaks people out quite a bit you just microwave a banana and put it on your rice i will say fantastic (laughs) when i've done that meal so i've done that meal with both just like raw banana cut on top of my like microwaved chicken rice and peanut butter or sun butter because i use sun butter um and then i've also like packed it where i've had that all cut up and so and on top of it so it all goes in the microwave Mm -hmm. and i have to say it has better flavor if the banana is microwaved like, it's not huh. bad if the banana's fresh, but there's just something about it that I actually was yeah, like, Yeah, it makes huh. it more sugary. Yeah it, yeah, it makes it a little sweeter. Yeah. And it, I don't know, it just brings out the flavor a bit more. And I think the texture matches a bit rather than being such a, because I think that's the other thing that gets people all freaked out. They're like, the texture of a banana with chicken and rice, it's like, or turkey and rice, it's like, well, when you microwave it, it's a bit softer. And so it just kind of creates like a sauce. I wouldn't say it's runny, but like when you mix it in with like the nut butter 
and their chicken and rice or turkey and rice, it mm-hmm. it creates more of like a, a dish than just like a weird topping, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that one is weird. Um, I got a lot of weird looks during my uh, calorie bulk or my calorie building pre-prep um, with my chicken and peanut butter sandwiches that yeah that was weird um i think the hardest part about that though is you my fats got so high that my there was so much peanut butter on those sandwiches that it was literally like chewing goop like it was mama, so mama weird needs calories <laughs> my coworkers would look so weird at me and one of them was like well do you just not like avocado because i was like well it's for the fat content like that's why there's peanut butter's on the sandwich and they're like well do you not just like do you just not like avocado and i was like no, the problem is, is like I have so much fat in each meal right now. Like that's a lot of avocado. And she goes, oh, so you just get sick of it? I'm like, no, it's just a lot of avocado to like throw in one meal. Like people, I, they don't understand the difference between like the 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 calorie denseness, right? So like, like a pound of avocado is not nearly the same as like a pound of like peanut butter. No, like people just don't get that. And it's like no, it's not a one for one ratio. Like ten grams of peanut butter is not the same nutrition content as ten grams of avocado, yeah. and so. Like, I think in the past when you swapped out any of my, like, nut butter for avocado, it's, like, 50 grams of avocado compared to 10 grams of peanut butter. And so if you think about that, at at a certain point, I had, like, 30 grams of peanut butter in my meal. That's 150 grams of avocado. That's, like, eating two avocados and having a side of chicken with it. Like, (laughs) it's just a lot. (laughs) So I think that, for me, was, like, the weirdest one. But yeah, the when you add the the banana into it, people get all freaked out. Like it's hard enough for them to comprehend putting like a nut butter in with their chicken and rice or turkey and rice. But then when you add the the banana, it's like, oh my god, I can't do that. But I have some non bodybuilding friends that were like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna try that because it like especially Emily, like I told her about it and I explained what like you know if like Thai food like there's like peanut butter in or peanut in thai food like there's a bunch of different restaurant recipes that have like peanut butter in them for like some more asian type cuisine so it's not totally out of the question like it just seems weird to put like a glob of peanut butter and nut butter on your food but yeah i'd say that's probably the weirdest <laughs> yeah especially consistently yeah although i mean once you like the first time i tried i'm like this is so weird and after you eat it you're like I actually look forward like I'm actually bummed that banana came out of my meal plan because that was like such a like I really liked that meal. That was my favorite meal out of the day. Sorry, bud. I know. Stupid digestion. I was going to say that's probably it. Even when we do go off plan or something or have like a nice date night, it's not like we're going to go out and have hmm, monkey brain. Right. Sounds good. Yeah. In Montana. <laughs> It's a death sentence right there. <laughs> and that's you're literally food poisoning. You're literally signing up for salmonella. Mm, I finally got a free meal. I guess I'll have something weird. Although I would say like for free meals, the only thing that hasn't made me sick lately is like when we go for sushi. Any other place that we go to eat, I guess. Who knows somehow. if that's real out here? The sushi? The sushi. Is that why? Can anybody confirm that? But shouldn't, wouldn't I get more sick from it if it wasn't real? Because of all my other food allergies, like if it wasn't real, imitation tuna. <laughs> I feel like I feel like my body would reject imitation tuna <laughs> real fast. 
If I can't eat red meat or white fish, I'm pretty sure fake fish would be the first thing out of my body. <laughs> <laughs> Good time. I'm just saying. I ain't you're right. Not sure how fresh the yellowtail is out here. <laughs> Probably not very fresh. All right. So jumping into our goals and bodybuilding in life, I just wanted to start. This is kind of another icebreaker, but it kind of goes, it ties a little bit more into the like goals or dreams. Um, what was the most outrageous dream you had as a child? Like as far as like. Like a literal dream or. I don't know, like aspirations or like, yeah. Like more of like a idea of what you wanted in life as a kid that was ever people might have told you it was unrealistic or even like as you got older you're like yeah i used to think that that was what i wanted but like that's not realistic at all like is there anything that comes to mind i feel like i'm pr I'm a pretty realistic person mm -hmm. i mean i do set my goals high but like at the same time um i don't know i grew i grew up with the speech impediment if i ever told you that always you always <laughs> tell me that <laughs> Yeah, because you were bad at public speaking too, and so when you were, when we were getting married, you insisted that we were doing traditional vows because you were not going to be speaking in front of people. <laughs> so it's a really big deal that he does this podcast, but I think part of it's it is because deal. it's me and him, and he doesn't necessarily have to think about the five people that are listening. Well, now that's all I'm thinking about. Well, I'm sorry. Anyways, it's just <laughs> you and me. <laughs> um. No, so I mean, so like, just for example, like I grew up with the speech impediment. So like, they told my parents I wasn't supposed to be like a good engineer, or not, they, I wasn't going to do well in school at all. And I'm oh. like, well, I want to do well in school. So, so you yeah. just did well in school. So, yeah. Um, I don't know where I'm going with that, but like, I I don't know. I f I feel like I've been pretty realistic with just kind of things I set out and yeah to do it. <laughs> Yeah, so, so there was nothing, nothing not even like, I mean, in some ways, like this could go a little bit more like fantasy style of like, you grew up with video games and like all that kind of stuff. Was there ever anything that you're like, oh my gosh, I would be so happy if I had this or like, that's maybe not as realistic, like playing a little bit more on the fun side. Like, was there anything in more of like a sci-fi fantasy realm that you were like, outrageous dream, <laughs> this is what I want? Um... I always wanted to be Link for Halloween, and my parents would never let me wear tights. <laughs> so I guess that's kind of along the same avenue. Okay. Do you want to be Link for Halloween? I this would year? love to be Link for Halloween. <laughs> Halloween costumes, got it, made, done. <laughs> um, I would say like space travel. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, probably not going to do that. You want to go pay a quarter or three quarters of a million dollars to fly to the moon? I don't think they're going to take a 300 pound human up to the moon. No. <laughs> you think they're going to put a weight limit on those? Oh, trips? hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Kind of like horseback riding. Like, <laughs> it can only take you if you're Sorry, you're how big and you want to go where? <laughs> do you know how you got to pay for two costs? seats. <laughs> got to pay for two seats. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Um, yeah. So for me, um, I always like growing up, I wanted to be a fashion designer. That was like my dream. And I kind of touched on that a little bit in 
our last podcast when we were talking about trips, um, I visited the school of uh, the Savannah College of Art and Design down in Georgia. It's called SCAD for short um, when I was in eighth grade. And I'd already wanted to be a fashion designer before that. And I've always just really loved clothes. And I've always um, – I loved drawing. Like I really – I haven't done that in quite a while. But I grew up with a sketchbook and I would always draw clothes and dresses and all this stuff. And in my mind's eye, I wanted to be a wedding dress designer um, or just, you know, like a elegant gown type designer. I had all kinds of sketch sketches of these big dresses and all this stuff. And, um, reality hit when I saw the price tag attached to an art school, <laughs> as well as the idea that I'd have to move to a big city in order to like pay off <laughs> that art school degree, as well as working for another designer, not doing my own stuff, but like creating their stuff. Um, and that just, Something about the the practicality or the application of like a career didn't really appeal to me. I kind of wanted to just start on my own, but it didn't seem like the most logical path. It would definitely be a dream to pursue, but I don't think it would have been the easiest thing. Not that it needed to be, but I think there, the easy route did not appeal to me and the hard route didn't really appeal to me either. So it was just kind of a dream. Um, but as far as like sci-fi fantasy type stuff i don't know i really love star wars i always wanted to be uh, queen amidala when i was younger i wanted to be um padme so yeah that was that was how i grew up i didn't want to be married to someone that slaughtered innocent children but i wanted every, you didn't I wanted know that at but the i time. think some of the things that appealed to me is like when i watch when i look back at and i rewatch those movies like her wardrobe it was prime like there's so many things about her every outfit she wears in every single scene i'm just like oh i think that's why i wanted to be her so much she just had like such a unique style because obviously it's sci-fi fantasy and she was a princess and a senator and so it's one of those where she just had amazing clothes and i think that was part of the appeal was just how cool she looked all the time but and she was super girly in that aspect and then super badass in like the clone wars and all that, um, or Attack of the Clones when she's in her, like, white outfit and, like, shooting and guns and everything. And I was like, Ugh, she's a badass and she wears cool clothes. Like, that's that's who I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. And you ended up also, like Padme, marrying someone younger than you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at you. My, you how are... you've grown. <laughs> I just haven't slaughtered enough innocence yet. <laughs> You're only six months younger. You can't, you've got to stop using this. It's not like your years. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, oh, also, Alex celebrated his 27th birthday this right. week. So happy birthday, Alex. Yay. All right. So we touched on this a little bit in the episode that got lost. So I figured we'd bring it up again. The lost episode. The lost episode. <laughs> the lost uh, episode of the herd. Um, you've never seen SpongeBob, so it's not it's not nearly as funny. You okay? You got to stop saying I have never seen SpongeBob. Have you seen the last episode? No. No. <laughs> but you got to stop saying I have <laughs> never seen SpongeBob because there are thirteen seasons and I have seen some episodes. So you cannot say I have never seen it. You can say I haven't watched them all. You can say I haven't seen a lot of them. 
But you you got to stop saying I have never watched it because yeah. I have definitely sat down and watched it with We're you. We're at worst haven when I need her. <laughs> Help defend me on this. Anyways, so the question is, why bodybuilding? Haven't we answered this before? I literally just said, we talked about this in <laughs> our oh, yeah, last right. episode. <laughs> oh my God, your attention span. <laughs> Uh, who, whose attention span is worst? Your Mac. Yours. Why bodybuilding? Why bodybuilding? Um, it was just kind of. It was really just the natural progression from uh, f- football to competing in something else for me. Really. Okay. Um, in terms of why choosing it specifically, um, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I could have gone the powerlifting route. You know. Yeah. But, well, because you started that way, right? Like you, we were. You were doing all these like Russian powerlifting or like train blocks and so I feel like you kind of did explore that like you didn't go straight into bodybuilding from college. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, So I guess part of that question is like you did explore a couple different options. So why did you land on bodybuilding? I was tired of being 300 pounds and not looking good. Okay. But I wanted to do something where I could still compete. But really put an emphasis on me actually having a physique that was something I was proud of, you know, but also I still like to lift heavy shit. Yeah. So, and so, I mean, now knowing what you know about nutrition and um, lifting and programming, I mean, you've even told people because you do nutrition for a couple of power lifters at our gym and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And so, the idea behind you don't mm-hmm. have to be fat to be a good power lifter right like you can you can look good and be a power lifter you don't have to have all this extra body fat and extra size on you that's not necessarily doing your body any good so has that kind of changed your mindset around maybe power lifting someday are you still just really loving bodybuilding because in that i mean in that theory you could be a power lifter and still be proud of the body that you have and the way you could be a dual sport athlete you could also do that uh, it's called Sean, the head trainer at Plaza, and so the gym we go to. He wants me to do nationals next year for deadlift, so maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe you might see you might see me in a powerlifting arena here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, but so natural progression from um, football to something else, competing yeah. in adult life, um, and you just kind of so you tried powerlifting, decided it wasn't. Mm-hmm. What you wanted to do simply from the like physical, like appearance wise, right? Like that was what you wanted to focus on. That and also you you spend such a long time playing college football, building such a like a discipline and a schedule towards things, and yep. then when they cut you cold turkey, and then it's like, okay, well, just go, just go figure out your life. I mean, bodybuilding is super schedule oriented, structured, yeah. So that it just it felt really natural to go into something like that. Gotcha. And um, with that, I mean, you've applied a lot of that to it, but I, you could technically use that schedule in like a powerlifting setting. So, did it really truly come down to just wanting to look better, feel better, or was it more about like I've done the heavy lifting? Because I mean, in a lot of ways, your football workouts were very explosive and short sets high high weight type it's it was a different challenge okay it, it was basically 
trying to go in the complete opposite direction yeah. versus trying to be efficient in your movements to, okay, let's, let's, let's make this stuff as hard as possible. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so bodybuilding was kind of a new challenge, whereas powerlifting was maybe in the same vein as like your football workouts and what you were used to. And yeah. so, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's similar for me. I um, wanted to bodybuild since high school. Um, I had a friend of mine whose dad uh, is in the bodybuilding world and um, had told me I had really nice shoulders and that I'd make a good figure competitor. <laughs> and this was back in like 2013. So this was before bikini was like what bikini is now. It was not as muscle oriented. It was very much more like looking great in a bikini and like, hey, I slimmed down for a vacation and now I'm going to get on stage. And it was more like a fitness, like model search type of a show. Um, and so by the time I was actually ready to prioritize bodybuilding, I kind of thought bikini was where I wanted to be just because it would be a good stepping stone if I wanted to do figure. Um, and so I feel like I just, it took me a really long time to set the priority for discipline in the sense of like, well, college, I was on the dance team. And so I had different priorities and then graduating, I was in Bozeman every weekend to see you. And then I was teaching dance like eight hours a week after work. And so it just got really hard to like create a schedule and it was just easier yeah. to just not go to the gym. Right. Like it was just easier. And then after you graduated, um, that was really motivating for me because you were still like, even though you hadn't picked bodybuilding yet, like you were still wanting to go to the gym every day. And, um, there was just a lot about that that was encouraging for me because I had somebody to hold me accountable. Like we weren't doing the same workouts, but you knew if I went to the gym or not. And so it was one of those where like, that was kind of like, okay, I, this is something I still want to keep in my life. And, um, I, enjoyed it enough that I was like, yes, I, now that I have the discipline and have created the habit to go to the gym, like I want to keep doing this. And that's kind of where bodybuilding re-entered of like, yeah, maybe I'm, maybe I'm ready to do this. And then I had my weird 2020 show that was COVID plus a really terrible prep with no coach and some health issues. And so I just followed through with it simply oh. to get on stage yeah, I mean, I just I at that point I was six weeks into a twelve week prep and I was everything was paid for and I was like, well, at this rate I might as well just decide whether or not I actually like being on stage because I could hate it and at this point I don't really care what I look like I just need to follow through with it instead of like stopping and starting and I mean someone else might have stopped and gotten their health stuff figured out and started again and done better than I did. But for me personally, I just needed to like commit and follow through. And so we, I mean, it was technically my first show, but we don't really count it because it was more of like an experiment to be honest. Um, but yeah, I, I think the last time we talked about this, I made the comment that like I needed something to work for in the gym and I really wanted to change my physical appearance and have the body that I always said I wanted and actually like execute on that. And you're, to your point, you I think you had said something like, well, you could just have a nice body and not compete. So, like, why compete? And honestly, like, I love the sparkly bikinis. I love the heels. I love the makeup and hair. Like, I used to be on stage all the time for dance. Um, 
And I actually really missed kind of the performance side of things. And so it's a short amount of time on stage and it's a lot of work to put in for that short amount of time. But like looking back at all my years of dancing and competing, you'd spend five to six months learning and refining routines just to be on stage for an evening. And so that's pretty much what I've grown up with and been used to as far as like a performance standpoint. And so I really love the stage. Like to me, like that's the point. Mm-hmm. I mean, the journey along the way is obviously the bigger point, but like the difference between like just going to the gym and having goals for having a nice body versus like going to the gym for bodybuilding, like it truly is the competition and the showcase and the presentation component that that makes that difference for me, right? Like instead of just like, hey, I like going to the gym and I like having a, a physique that shows that I go to the gym and that's good enough. It's like, well, but I actually want to just get better and continue to get better and continue to like improve on me, but also like just kind of see where I can go as far as the industry itself and the Mm -hmm. presentation of being in a sparkly suit with big hair and big eyelashes and big legs, big legs. Yeah, exactly. Most important part. That is the most important part. All right. So my next question is, what are your Mm. goals? Um, And with that, like, how do you see or plan for your goals? So kind of within bodybuilding, within life, like what are some goals that you've set for yourself? So it can be coaching, it can be our life, it can be bodybuilding. Like what are some goals that you've kind of set for yourself within like the next, like let's put it, let's talk about like within the next year and then we can maybe talk about like in the next two to five years. Mm. Well, for one, I would like to just get get back on stage again. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> and do you see that I, happening in like the next year, year and a half? Uh, depending how old new coach Matt that says here, like that could be at the end of the year, depending how things shake up, it could be the beginning of next year, beginning of next year, early spring. Yep. Sometime next summer. Yeah. Maybe. It, I don't know. Personally, Personally, for me, I think it would make more sense to just try and lean down as much as possible here and then. A really controlled build of like control the leanness and build as much as you can. And then go into a show and and the next year just so. Yep. Kind of reverse into a show basically of just like get yourself down. Yeah, kind of. So that's kind of my thought process on it. Just so you you don't just pull the trigger on something just to pull it. Yep. Just to say I did it. But um, do a show do well at a show i would would like to place an overall yeah um is that kind of something like you want your first show like you take it home or would you be happy to do a show get some feedback and then a couple months later do another show and then take an overall i I mean i know you shoot you shoot high like shoot high (laughs) so um no i i don't just like to do stuff to do it yeah you know you know me. So I know you. It's all I know. Maybe other people don't, but it's like if you're going to do something, I want to be able to say I did it to the best of my ability. Yeah. That so. makes sense. Yeah. Um, that, that's my main bodybuilding goal. I would like to, I would like to place at a, I would like to place first in my class at a national level show. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, depending on what that is, where that is. I don't know. Great question. Still working on it. Okay. What about, Coaching, coaching, just um, general life, either or. I would like to be able to take an athlete to do the same thing that I'm trying to do. 
Okay. Or at least win an overall at a show, whether that's lo- I sh- start local first, I should say, <laughs> at a local <laughs> show. If I were to say, yeah, let's win it. Let's win an overall. Well, let's national. win a natty. <laughs> let's win a natty. Um, <laughs> like I said, I'm a, I'm a realistic person, I think. So yeah. um, I would like to be able to take someone through that, whether that's you, whether that's someone else. I don't know. Got it. But yeah, that and just continue to build a roster that of people doing really well. Yeah. Do you feel like you have a nice balance of like people who want to compete and people who are just lifestyle? Is there something you'd like to see change? In I that? would definitely say I'm more heavy on the lifestyle side at the moment. Yeah. Just because I feel that's the nature one of Montana and yep. then two just um just that's what you have the results to show for. Yeah. So far, yeah. yeah. So I mean, really, other than you and Taven, that's really all I have at the moment. Yeah. So. Yeah, you've perfected that good old reverse process for people. We are good at that. Yeah. I would say that's that's very um, key for your lifestyle group for mm-hmm. sure right now. It's trying to build a sustainable lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think, too, there's some there's probably a few people in there that would be sparked to try to compete at some point, depending on yeah. what results they see and how much they fall in love with the process. Because I think mm-hmm. that's truly the drive for competition competition even if people are just like a one and done like i just want to try it yeah it usually starts with seeing a lot of great progress in the Mm -hmm. gym and falling in love with that process and then pushing themselves to do something out of their comfort zone or you know whether or not they've their previous athletes that miss competition or anything like that like i feel like getting a good lifestyle routine and seeing some good physical changes is kind of that catalyst for some people to be like i could maybe compete just because it brings it to the forefront of their mind. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, for me, goals, um, figuring out my health stuff would be great. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. We're checking boxes, um, doing a bunch of different tests, and um, basically a small little recap on that. I thought – we thought I had Hashimoto's, which is an anti-inflammatory. A lot of people thought you had Hashimoto's. An auto, an auto. It's a, sorry. It's an autoimmune disease involving the thyroid, where the body actually attacks the thyroid and sees it as a foreign object, and it messes with the thyroid function. So, it's a, um, it's her, generally hereditary. Um, it does cause a hypothyroidism type uh, list of symptoms, but it is its own like autoimmune. And so I was technically, quote unquote, diagnosed with that in December. And I've been on uh, hypothyroidism medications for like five or six years. And so they adjusted some of my medication thinking that that would help. Um, And it really hasn't. And so I finally, after being told basically the same thing by multiple people, multiple physicians, I went to a like endocrinologist here in Billings that specializes in thyroid function. And the first thing he did after hearing my little spiel of like how I got diagnosed and what some of my symptoms were, he's like, well, has anyone done an ultrasound on your thyroid? And I said, no, it's just been by like blood tests and my TPO. And he's like, okay, well, that only really tells you part of the story. So we did a ultrasound on my thyroid and he goes, yeah. So I'm actually kind of upset because your thyroid looks better than mine. So it's beautiful. It's textbook. It's homogenous it is this you know the right color that we'd like to see because obviously ultrasounds are black and white and they have a a pretty intense grayscale where they can see issues or damage or differences in the like texture and the um, size of things and he's like it's not enlarged there's nothing that shows that you would even 
he goes, there's really nothing to even describe that you have a hypothyroidism at this point. So if you want to stop taking your thyroid medication because you're not really seeing a difference with it, totally fine. If you want to keep taking it, it's really no difference. It's not helping or hurting. So like you might as well just take it and maybe stave off some of the future symptoms you might see because my family does have, um, you know, a, a hereditary history of hypothyroidism after they get older. And so, um, yeah, so we figured that out. That is technically not a thing for me right now, which is fine. So we're trying to figure out some other things with my digestion to explain some of my symptoms, um, as well as just really nailing down some of my hormones. Um, I was already struggling with some hormonal issues prior to the show. And then um, after getting down to the, such a low body fat, I was definitely having some some issues as far as like just getting my, sorry, Alex, pour me coffee. Um, what a good husband. What a good, what a good sound. Um, uh, anyways, I, you know, just getting all of that leveled out and really building upon a better foundation and uh, making sure I'm really good to go the next time I start a prep so that I don't hit such a, such a deep, uh, trench in my hormone levels. Um, and then, yeah, so honestly, just trying to figure that out. We're trying to figure out if there's some kidney stuff. Is it really hot? Yeah, it's really hot. I'm sorry. I was not expecting that. <laughs> um, we really need video. <laughs> That's what Stevie was telling me. We need we need video at some point for this. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh-huh. She's like, I would love it. To watch you yeah. guys sit at the counter and talk. <laughs> Audio podcasts, they're okay. But video podcast, people will sit down and watch those. I don't know why you people would, but I know Stevie would. Well, Stevie is one of our five listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Stevie. Katie, cater to the audience, I guess. <laughs> no, we have to get a good setup. I don't feel like what we've got going on in our messy kitchen could, right now we is... Could prop it up. We could prop a camera up right on this chair. Yeah, it'll just be awkward, though. I mean, I feel like we have to kind of sit towards the corner so we're more like sitting next to each other and not like... Across the table. By the way, we can put it on the counter over there. That or I feel like if we got like some chairs and set up in one of the offices where it's quieter and we can just sit like corner to each other instead of like right next to each other or directly facing each other. Anyway, sorry. Total like tangent on our podcast setup. But yeah, um, my goals in bodybuilding. Uh, I think next year is probably the earliest I will do a show just because got a lot of things Got a lot of irons in the fire right now, and I just want to be really diligent about taking time to grow and feel like I've got a, a little bit more muscle on my foundation before we start pulling back body fat um, and just maintaining where I'm at with body fat for a while and working on some um, mental acceptance with my body and where it's at and that it's okay to have a little bit of body fat. It's natural. It's healthy. It's how you build. Um some of that stuff is totally normal. And as much as I love my stage ready body, that's not totally realistic until I've hit like not much more I can improve on my physique type status. So um, that's a definitely a long-term goal. But anyways, um, as far as like shows and stuff, I would like to um, maybe do a, a different local or regional show and take overall 
I think in some ways I'd like to actually like do like a national qualifier and technically qualify. I know a lot of those national shows. Technically. Well, a lot of national shows you can still, some of them you cannot sign up for unless you've qualified and other national shows are open registration. And so in some ways I'd like to nationally qualify and then go to a national show instead of just trying to jump into like an open mm-hmm. national show just because I feel like I'd have more confidence going into it knowing that I like qualified for it instead of just like, well, I guess this is the first time I've been a show in a year and I see how I do. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think ideally I'd like to qualify and then jump right into or have like a small reverse into a, a national show later in the year next year. So that would be kind of like my goal, but we'll see what coach has to say about that with my progress this, this building season. But um, yeah. And then as far as just life and work um, currently working on some mindset and gratefulness situational stuff, just because I'm not super happy with my job right now. And I think some of that is just, I'm kind of stuck in the negative vein. And so I'm just trying really hard to, bright side it is what I like to call it and be really focused on gratitude and gratefulness and the fact that I have a job that sorry spin cycle have a job that's very um uh I I don't know how to put it um I'm very blessed to have the job that I have regardless of how I feel about it it's a work for a really great group of people and um They've done a lot for me. I just, as far as like the actual actions that I do every day, I'm not feeling super fulfilled. And so I'm trying to kind of change my mindset and my expectations around that a little bit and find fulfillment in other ways, um, as well as just kind of exploring some other options within my work as far as things I could be doing to help help them and also help myself feel a little bit more fulfilled at the end of the day. So. Um, Yeah, I think just, you know, figuring that out, whether it's making a change to doing something I'm passionate about or um, finding a way to to be fulfilled and happy in the interim. Um, But I also am struggling because I don't really know what I'm passionate about. So like as far as like when people are like, well, what would you rather be doing? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) To be honest, I don't. I have no idea what I want to be when I grow up. So I think that's hard because I am. I'm a person that likes to do a lot of things and I do well, I do well in chaos. I I don't do well in quiet. And so I think that's partly what I'm being taught at the moment. Like, I think that's partly where God, why God put me where I'm at right now is to start finding ways to deal with the quiet and to appreciate the quiet and to balance it with a little bit of chaos here and there. Um, But I think I'm also at that point where I'm like, well, I don't really have another alternative of like something I really want to do and go for. So I might as well just find contentment where I'm at and we create our own happiness. And so that's kind of where I'm at. But yeah. Um, As far as life, I... I didn't think I'd get this far, so... (laughs) Yeah, I think... um, I have some goals, but I think those goals will become a lot clearer in the next couple of months so 
I married a beautiful best friend and I have a corgi. I mean, I, just, I can't do much better do. than that. Yeah, I have. If I think of anything else, I'll let you know. I honestly, I think that's partly where some of my like discontentment with work comes in is because I'm seeing how much you love your job and how much flexibility you have as far as like you can leave for the gym at 10. You can go to the gym as early as seven or eight if you wanted to like. And the days that I get to work from home that you're also home, like later, like you don't leave for the gym till closer to like noon. I love spending time with you. Like I truly married my best friend. And if I could spend, no, but seriously, like if I could spend every day with you all day long, like I would be so happy because that, I mean, I really enjoy spending time with my husband. And so I think that's where I'm struggling is I would really love to find something where I could also be from home a lot of the time and we could work together even if we're doing different things at the same time like just sitting at our kitchen table and both working on work and it sounds like that's your goal to figure that out yeah so i think my goal is trying to figure out what i could do that would allow for that and um i think too just i don't know i think i'm really grateful for you and our dog and i think that you look for him yeah he's he's in the other room i think um yeah i don't have any strong goals other than the fact that i think i just i want to be successful together whatever that looks like so and spend more time together because i married my best friend and i want to hang out with you that's me yeah little sweet moment um i'm not crying you're crying. It's allergies. My eyes are sweating. <laughs> um, what about like a five-year goal? Do you have – oh, I know what I was going to say. One other thing that I have, and this is more along the lines of like a two- to five-year goal. I'd love to be debt-free by the time we're 30. <laughs> I'd love for my lovely student loans that did not disappear <laughs> to go away. And um, I'd like our, both of our cars to be paid off. So that would be great. We're getting closer. We're, get, we're getting much closer. And I think that's exciting for me. And so that's something that I'm like, I'm I'm just putting that in the universe. We've got three years, two and a half for me. Um, that's really scary to think about. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think that's kind of my goal is I'd love to be in a place where A, we can have jobs where we're both have a really flexible schedule and I get to see you more whether that's me helping more with your coaching business or doing something completely different, but still having the flexibility to work with you when I need to and want to. And then also being in a place financially where we're debt-free and just our, our monthly commitments for money is less so that we, not necessarily so we have more money in our pocket, but just so that we're less dependent on paychecks in order to survive. Is that an urgent text? Yeah, it is. My my client will. You know, he said he said he hasn't been great at communicating. He's like, yeah. "You've been super great. Like, just let me get out of this hernia surgery. We can restart." I'm like, "Yeah, dude, it's totally fine." I mean, like, you've gone from two thirty five to two sixteen. I mean, that's that's pretty damn good. He's like, uh, "No, I started at two forty five. I'm like, "What? <laughs> I have you down at two thirty five? Well, that's great. Sorry. No, you're fine. Coach is busy. Coach has clients to get to. Um, okay, so with that. Shameless there, plug for myself. <laughs> <is> that, <laughs> do you have like 
an aspiration for like where you'd like to see us in five years? <sighs> Physically? Physically, like business wise, like is there something that like you shoot big and I know you you are very much like stair stepper. Like you like to set goals that are high but attainable before you like start worrying about the next goal. Whereas I'm very much like big picture in five I years. Sh- I shouldn't break. say that I don't have like bigger goals in mind. I just, I, I have a really good understanding that you got to attain other things okay. beforehand. Okay. So we just talked about some of like the initial like one to two year goals. Uh-huh. So what's like a five year big picture goal that you're looking forward to, but maybe not necessarily like on the next step to just yet. Like that one year set of goals is leading up to what picture in five years? Well, I'd like to have a lot of successful client stories by then. Mm-hmm. And just. Help people. Yeah, help a lot more. It's, I mean, hopefully be a little more well now. And it's definitely harder here in the. In the boonies of Montana. Bumfuck nowhere. <laughs> what are you talking about? We live in the biggest city in Montana. Don't even, don't even go <laughs> that's, there. Oh, that's saying a lot. <laughs> Uh, but not just, just hoping I've done a lot more by then, you know, with just my business. Yeah. And reach touched a lot more people. Yeah. You create a really positive impact with your clients as far as their health and their relationship with food and just their overall, like even their mental well-being as far as whether it's coming from the endorphins from their workout or just the overall like body acceptance and understanding how to fuel themselves and feeling comfortable eating food and Mm -hmm. so i think you have a any coach that does well with communicating with their clients and creating plans that are healthy and functional i mean any any coach touches Mm -hmm. their clients in positive ways and creates a positive impact so i think that's a great goal to have to just constantly feel like you're in, no, I wouldn't. I don't want to say influencing because influencing is not the right word. But I think um, impacting people and creating a positive ripple of just you helped make someone else's life a little bit better, a little bit easier, a little bit healthier, and then they can then take that impact and spread it to somebody else. Whether it's by referring you a client or you know helping one of their friends with encouragement that you showed them. Like, I think it's a really noble thing to, to want to help people that way. So that's kind of my, what I want to do. Yeah. Like maybe this bodybuilding thing doesn't pan out for me. I think it will. I think it will too. I, I think but. there's always that, like, re- it, <laughs> I like to say, I'm not really a glass half full. I'm not really a glass half empty kind of person. I'm, I try really hard to be more on the positive side, but I think I'm much more a realist. Uh-huh. So I'm like, well, there's just there's water in the glass. Like it's not full, it's not empty. It, there's just there's water in it. Like I try not to see it as like good or bad, and then try to put a positive spin on it for the most part. But I try really hard to be objective about circumstances. So I think it's totally logical to have that mindset of like, well, maybe you know, maybe I won't get very far in competing, but I'm gonna still gonna try, and I still have high hopes for it. But if if that's not my ultimate purpose on this planet is to be an Olympian, that's okay. I have these other things I want to do too. And I think that that's cool to have. I agree. Thanks, hon. Uh. Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's 
important that you're realistic, but I also think it's great that you have backup goals, right? Like you're not so dead set on being a future Olympian. Like, yes, that's amazing. And that's definitely a goal. But if it doesn't happen, you would also be happy if, right? Like bodybuilding is just part of the journey and part of the goals. Yeah. Well, thank you. Like if it happens, it happens. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way. I think in like a five-year situation, I think we could potentially be in a place, I don't want to say like financially, but like be in a place with our careers and our bodybuilding and just have a better idea of where we fit into the industry, especially since we're both just kind of starting out and like where we want to be. Are we both competing? Are, is Am I competing and you've decided coaching is your true like vein of passion and success? Am I doing something totally unrelated to fitness as my day job, but becoming like a quote unquote fit fluencer instead of competing? Like, what does that look like? And maybe you're the one competing in on the Olympia stage, or maybe we both just compete for fun once a year and we just like the lifestyle. So we live like bodybuilders, but we don't necessarily compete like professional bodybuilders. And I think that'll, I like in, I would say in the next like, two to five years, I think you and I would be in a place where we could realistically assess, like, are there kids in our future? Like, where are we living? What is, do we want to open a gym? Do we want to have the headache of a, like a physical brick and mortar type of a business? Do we like the freedom that comes with online type businesses? And so I think I, I'm a little, like, normally I'm a planner and we've had this conversation and I'm kind of I think that's why I'm struggling so hard mentally is I don't, I don't really have, I think this is the first time in my life that I haven't had a plan of what I want my life to look like in the next five years. And I think honestly, I'm, my, my mindset is shifting a lot. And I think bodybuilding has really helped change that as far as like obtainable short-term goals to build towards a bigger goal. Mm -hmm. I think I'm just struggling because I don't really know what that bigger goal is right now. And so, you know, people ask us all the time, like, when are you guys having kids? And it's like, to be honest, I don't really know if I want kids. Like, and that has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that, you know, I like them, I don't like them, whatever. I just, I'm not really in a place right now where I'm willing to sacrifice my time and have my, like, all my priorities and my time be rearranged to the success of raising a child and being all the things I need to be for kids. And I think there's just a lot of things that, I want to work on personally before I have kids, especially like I have serious control issues. And I know having kids will automatically help with some of that because <laughs> there are certain things you just throw up your hands and go, whatever. But I think there's a lot of things that I like, especially my time. Like I, I'm really selfish with my time right now. And that's kind of the thing with bodybuilding is it's a very, we've talked about this before. It's more of a, so, a selfish sport. It's very, me and my schedule and my gym time and my this and my that and we make it work for us and we spend time together in that but i think having kids changes that dynamic and i don't think i'm ready for that to change yet so that that's kind of my my thing is i don't i don't really know what i want the next 5 years to look like but i know i just i know deep down that like in the next year there will be a lot more clarity around that just as we get farther into you having your own business. Cause I mean, we're on month eight of you being full-time in your own business and starting month eight. 
Yeah, start a month eight. And so I think there's just, there's not enough historical data for me to be like, yes, this is totally feasible for our plan for the next five years. I'm like, I feel like we're both in such unknown territory right now that I'm like, cool. I guess my next like goal time frame is the next six months. And then after that, I'm not really sure, but I guess we'll figure it out. <laughs> and that's a very stressful place for me to be in, but I'm learning. I'm I'm learning patience with that for sure. But so I think my my sub question with that was like, how do you? Um, let, sorry, I closed out of my app where I had it all. Um, I think the so the the sub question of that was like, how do you see or plan for your goals? So like, when you have a vision, like, is there anything specific that you do as far as like? starting to put that plan or that goal into action like I journal so for example like I journal all the time and part of that is for me to sort my thoughts because I have a lot of them and my brain is swirling all the time and so part of journaling for me is like even if it's not a very structured storyline and it jumps from subject to subject it's kind of my way of like organizing like Things I'm looking forward to within the next week, things that I'm like looking forward to in the next couple months, um, what I'm dealing with emotionally now that I think is going to help in the future or like reflecting on how far I've come on something like journaling has definitely been a tool for me to kind of set myself up for like what's the next thing mm -hmm. and also reflect on like what I've done so far to get me here. Is there anything you do? Because you don't really, you don't journal. I just do. You just do. I just do. I vision I, you're visual you you visualize mm -hmm. okay yeah there's nothing wrong with that i'm i do that a little bit but i think i'm a little bit more because i have a hard time organizing my thoughts um because the chaos that is in my brain at all times i think that's why journaling is my way of visualizing because i can see it written down and i can whether it's a checklist or a bullet point list or I'm writing in paragraph form, it kind of varies depending on where my head's at and how many things I want to get down on paper and how much time I have to do it. Um, journaling is kind of the way that I visualize, but you just kind of have that in your brain. And yeah, that mm -hmm. makes sense. You're a lot more internal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a verbal processor. You're very much more an internal processor. It's interesting how two people so different and how they process things do so well together. <laughs> I mean, it's not even like we're polar opposites or anything. No, but do you feel like you've gotten being around me who's very much like a word vomit, show you all sides and just like process everything verbally, whether I needed help with the actual answer or I just needed an outlet to spill all my thoughts to find the answer myself do you feel like being around that has made you more inclined to process verbally or are you still just kind of the same no i, th I think it definitely helps me be a little more outgoing outgoing <laughs> so i'm helping mm, you grow bubbly <laughs> um do you feel like I don't know, like, are there ever times that you want to verbally process that you don't feel like you can? Or is it just like you don't even feel the need to? I don't know. 
You're just, you're, it's just not your personality, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I don't know. Just sometimes I'll feel the need to. Some sometimes I don't. Are there certain subjects that it's easier for you to be a verbal processor with, or is it pretty much just just case by case? Like for example, you just made a switch on coaching, yeah. And you called me, and you're like, "Okay, I just got to talk through this and like make sure I'm not being just an an impatient." Like I, I think you were looking for justific like reassurance that you were making a good choice yeah. as far as like making that switch and you didn't want to come across as like impatient or like one like for you you specifically said to me i don't want to come across as somebody who just jumps from coach to coach because they don't tell me what i want to hear mm-hmm. and you've been you were with your last coach for two years so it's like well i think right there shows you that you're not that person because your two coaches before um matt were not really bodybuilding coaches. I mean, one of them, you got a Word document plan for one month where he basically just wanted you to buy all of his supplements and make him a commission and gave you absolutely no feedback, direction, change, no plan changes for a month. And you were like, yeah, this is not for me. And then your next coach was very clearly like he told you right off the bat, hey, I usually only work with people for like eight to 12 weeks for them to do this like keto program. And then they go live their best lives. And you were like, I think maybe wanting more from that relationship than he was really set up to give you. And yep. that's kind of on him for not at some point being like, Hey, so I think we want different things or are, we have different goals. Uh-huh. And he just kept taking the money, sure which did. I think is a, a poor character move on his part, but like, whatever people, people are going to do what they're going to do. So I think in my, in your, in my mind's eye, like when I was, listening to you on that i was like well i mean yeah you've had three coaches in the past four years but with that being said two of them were not really bodybuilding coaches and the third one you had for two years so that's Mm -hmm. half the time you were in this bodybuilding journey and you didn't even hire a coach until you were what like six months to a year into bodybuilding you hired him right before one of the weddings we went to in 2021. So you'd already been like bulking for a year mm-hmm. before you decided that your no coach route was not help, not working. So really three years of like working with coaches, you were with one coach for two of those three years, yeah. right? So I think, I don't know, did you feel better after you talked to me about it and f- less in your own head about, because I think maybe your inner critic was trying to keep you from quitting your coach maybe a little bit yeah yeah Yeah. i i i had made the decision to even work with him to begin with because i'm like i if i can't make it with one of the best guys you know that that i who knows if i even can right you know yeah but no that's that's just not the case. No. And I think that's a true testament to not everybody is well suited to work together, right? Like you need to feel a connection with your coach in order to trust them and trust the process. And while it does take time to build that relationship, um, I don't think you should feel bad if it's just not a right click. Like they can mm-hmm. be the best coach in the world. And if they just don't click with, like if you just don't click, it's not. You're just not going to have the experience you would have with maybe the second best in the world, right? Like, right. 
two A plus people doesn't necessarily make an A plus plus. Like mm-hmm. could make you a B minus, whereas an A plus and a B could put their brains together and come up with something that's A plus work. Right. So yeah. I think I, I think that right there is just a true testament to like actually communicating and connecting with your coach and your athletes and feeling like there's a bond there. Because if you think about it, like even in football, like some of the best coaches that you had, you maybe didn't mesh with, right? Or right. did you feel like every coach you had that was good was good? I don't know. It's the I th- with with my football coaches at least. I feel like I got along with pretty much all of them. Yeah, yeah, but some of them weren't great, even though you got along with them. That's true. Yeah. So I mean, like, the reverse is true as well. Just because you get along with them doesn't mean they're the best coach you've ever had. Right. So. Um, okay, so what are what or who is your biggest inspiration? Who or what? Yeah, I had who, but I mean I guess it could be a what. I'm trying not to limit you. Use your imagination, I guess. Because hmm. I mean mo I mean There's so many different avenues you can attack. I know. In- inspiration for what? Um I don't know. Hmm. I think the video would be helpful just so if there is random sound effects from our dog, (laughs) it's just available for visual effects. Hey, dude. Um, Biggest inspiration. It could be in bodybuilding. It could be in like leadership. It could be in like just business. Max, my biggest inspiration. <laughs> There's no way that's possible. <laughs> you want to be a giant potato that lives for nothing but treats and head scratches? He does, has to do nothing. He does nothing and he has a riff over his head and as much food He's as he wants. He's about as happy as humanly, but doggily possible. As doggily possible. <laughs> sure. As puppily. Uh, well, he's not really a pup. Um, Excuse me. Do we need to go through the every dog is technically he, a pup, uh, but not every doggo is. A, no, every pup is not a doggo, but every doggo is, is a, a pup. pup. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, I mean, I don't want to say one specific person, but really, yeah. I mean, if there's multiple, like it doesn't. It's not. It has to be one person because there's I multiple really, veins of. I'm sorry. I really like seeing the dudes that have taken. That have gone from some sort of athletic background to like football into bodybuilding and being successful with that, yeah. Because it's it it helps it helps show me at least that other I'm not I'm not fucking crazy in wanting to do some of this sort of stuff and trying to take yeah. this in a different direction. You know, what yeah. I mean? when other other people have been there in that same shoe. Yep. Um, and it goes to show you that the work ethic that is developed and the discipline that's developed in football mm-hmm. is applicable, right? To other things in life, but also to this sport and that you're not alone in the fact that there's a need to compete after being in, in college athletics and high school. Like you've been in competition with other people, whether it's wrestling or football since elementary school, middle school, right? So that's been part of your life since you were 13, at the earliest, or maybe mid-range, because I don't know. Did you do sports in elementary school? Where you did you do like little guy or t-ball? Yeah, I played, or... I played little little guy football. Okay, yeah. So I mean, fit 
I'm sorry. Yeah, fifth grade, sixth grade. That's okay. When I so like 10, 11. So you're 27. So for you graduated at 22. So for 12 years of your life, so half of your life at that point, you had been in some sort of team sport with a game day competition style, like schedule, discipline, looking forward to at the end of the week. And so it makes sense that like that's all you've ever really known as far mm-hmm. as like your personality starts to to develop when you're you know really young but as far as like your habits and your lifestyle and your orientation with that kind of stuff that all started developing in your teen years and that's all you've ever really known from then and so it would make sense that that's what you're searching for as far as like self trying to fill that need to compete and so I think it's probably comforting to you to know that you're not alone in that need for competition as well as seeing people be successful it's in that just, transformation. It's just built in me. I don't know what it is. It's annoying. <laughs> not really. I love it. Okay. Um, my biggest inspiration, you. Oh. Um. In some ways, I mean, there's all kinds of people out on the Instagram and stuff that are, like, big inspirations to me. Like, for example, I – to, like, watch people's transformations, um, like Renee Jewett, like, Mm -hmm. watching – whenever she posts, like, before bodybuilding and after bodybuilding and even, like – because she went pro as a wellness competitor, but she competed in figure for a couple years before the wellness division came to the U.S., Um, And just seeing some of her, like, physical transformations, for me, that's, like, super inspiring as far as, like, okay, it's possible to, like, completely change your body composition as far as, like, muscle, right? Like, yeah, some of us are where our body first – first places to gain fat, first places to lose fat are all different. It's Mm -hmm. also encouraging to see that, like, yeah, but in spite of, like, your body's genetic aptitude for, like, fat disposition – There's also like there's ways that you can build muscle in specific areas of your body to have the body you want or to, you know, like look a certain way. And so that's really inspiring to me. But as far as like tangibility, like, I don't know, I've had dance teachers, I've had coaches and while I respected them, there's not a lot of them that I would say truly inspired me in a way for like more discipline or more uh, like setting my goals higher. Like I always felt like in all of those aspects, I was always very middle ground in everything that I did. And so I never felt like anyone really like reached out and like really pushed me to be better. Like I was good enough to be there, but not really good enough for them to like spend a ton of time developing if that makes sense like i always felt like i was just middle of the pack in everything that i did Mm -hmm. um and as far as like feeling inspired and motivated to like do better i really have drawn that from you and i'm not just saying that to like circle jerk you and like make you feel good or like (laughs) shameless plug on your business or anything Uh. like that like as far as like our relationship and just knowing you like we were ju- we were talking about this the other day of like 2017 Morgan like when we first started dating totally different version of myself and i think in that regard we were talking about like 
my anxiety and my control freakness and my clean freakness and like all of these things that I had to have a certain way in order to get through my day. And you've definitely helped me tame a little bit of that just because (laughs) you don't always load the dishwasher the way I want it done. And I've just come to accept that and it's fine. Like, but 2017 Morgan would have a field day with the dishwasher was not loaded to her specifications. And so there's certain things about you that have just helped me mellow out and really focus on what's important and not get hung up on all the stupid things that really don't make or break a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're also extremely disciplined and extremely motivated regardless of the circumstances. And even when you're frustrated or feel like you're in a, slunk of just like not getting anywhere you still show up and do the work and that's really inspiring to me because that's something that i've always wanted but never really knew how to have Mm -hmm. and some of it just comes from making the decision to fucking do it and i kind of just watched you do that over the years of just pull your pull your pants up and just go do it kind of a thing and that's you know something i find really inspiring thanks son (laughs) (laughs) um and on that note i think that's all we already asked this we already answered this one kind of we constantly get asked when's your next show when are you competing whenever i'm told to (laughs) yes but you do have some goals around that like as of recently so Mm -hmm. as for alex you know there's a slight chance that he might want to compete this later this fall like towards the end of the year but I mean, chances are for both of us, it won't be till no. 2024, spring or summer. But yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of it. Do you have questions? I only got one from Chase. And what was it? What is the lore behind Chase Benson? The history. Oh, is the lore. <laughs> the lore behind Chase Benson. Uh, you gotta go. I gotta go and ish. I don't. I, I told him. I was told four thirty ish. I have yeah. not received a text that that's when it's happening. So I don't have a thirty minute Alex Jones amount of material or time to talk about this. But do you have a theory? Because you've seen this question longer than I have, so you've had time to think <laughs> on it. Is there like a a bullet point snippet that we could expand on later of where you think there's Chase Benson no came there's from? there's too much information. There's no way to condense it? There's no way. What was the earliest sighting of a Chase Benson? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When did it all begin? At least start there. A long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away? I bet he's an alien. You think he's an alien? 100%. Do you hear that, Chase? (laughs) I don't know if you'd be impressed or frustrated. No man looks that beautiful. He's got to be an alien. He's got to be an alien. An angel sent from heaven. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that next podcast. Stay tuned yeah. for the the so folklore. I'm going to generate Benson. ten pages for this. <laughs> a simple podcast, a thirty minute description of <laughs> Just the, where Chase Benson came from. <laughs> I like it. Uh, okay, well, with that, we're at about an hour, so. We'll just mark it there. Um, there will be no podcast next weekend because we'll be in Florida. Mm-hmm. And, well, that's not true. Next weekend, we won't have left for Florida yet. 
so maybe there'll be a podcast next Monday. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's the weekend after that that we won't have one. So Okay, false alarm. False alarm. There's one more, and then we're in Florida. So, okay, well, from that point on, have a great morning, evening, day, whatever time you're listening to this, and we hope you make it a great one. Thanks for listening. See ya.